everyone. Hi, hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here in my studio with my guest. You know him from Wings. You know him from Chicago Med. You know him from tons of other stuff. He's a star of Broadway. He does a ton of audiobooks, film, TV, a prolific writer, a father, and now he's co-hosting a podcast called Eating Out with Eric and Steven, although I am going to have to ask him, was that a vowel thing? Because I also think it could have been like Steven and Eric. We'll get into it. Please put your hands together for Steven Weber. Listen to that applause. Oh, that's all right. Oh, no. That's okay. No, there's, oh, nor- there's normally... There is applause. Uh, it's not that's even fine. a smattering. It's like... A thunderclap yeah. of applause. But see, my my demographic are all kind of beatniks, and they just oh, they just yeah, they do that. Mm. Please, and do, do they snap? Do they? But back in the beatnik era, sure. Ask me about that. Yes, yeah. uh-huh. when you were hanging in with Jack Kerouac, coming up. Yeah, that's right. Sure. Right uh, when you were co- when you were saying, "Get your boot off my neck, man." Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Did they call it snapping though? Were they like, "Now let's put your fingers up in the air and snap for or." Did they have some or to give props? What did they call it? Um, when you were young, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When I was young, you know what? Post beatnik, okay. If you remember, you weren't there. Yeah. Hmm. Huh? No, no, I know. If you if you don't remember, you were there. If same thing. Moving on. If you don't remember, you were then there. you were there. Yes. Right. Yes. That's what they say about Woodstock. Right. Yeah, I wasn't have there you, for that. Have you been in, at any like? Super historical moments. Uh, I was on the grassy knoll. No, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> Super historic moments. Uh, uh, or even maybe not super historic. Just you know, I mean, somewhat. Historic. I was alive during. I, you know, I remember. Uh, I remember watching the moon landing with my father in in our our apartment in Queens as he sat in uh, an inflatable. Chair. Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, yeah, it was the future, 1969. Yeah, right. And so I remember that. I, uh, I, I, I've seen presidents speak. I, was, I have a vague memory of Robert F. Kennedy's funeral. Mm. Um, what, a, what a dark podcast this is. Yeah. yeah. We, I, pre- I ask people questions, and then they yeah. don't have like a solid answer and then they just feel a little uneasy yeah. and bad about themselves let's talk about I have to go i know this isn't working out i know okay yeah. let's talk about this inflatable chair sure let's talk did about it make it. a sound every time he got in and out of it it had to have i yeah. mean it uh that's the physics of the inflatable chair allison the plastic in those days right was highly kinetic as opposed to mm-hmm. the virtually uh soundless plastic that they have today uh i'm i'm wearing an a plastic outfit. And I didn't even hear you. you like, no, you, right. I wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, rick, 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 rick. yeah. Right. And also I powder a lot. That's smart. Yeah. And it also makes me think of that scene from friends. Did I, you, now did you want, no, it, what's no. your, how was your feeling about shows like that? Given that you were on one for so many years, did you watch the other ones? Um, I, I, the, the thing is that my, my, uh, my knowledge was 
still based in the previous generation, uh, which is to say I watched a lot of old TV and mm. reruns and all that stuff. Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke, <laughs> you know, a Bonanza. Um, uh, you know, yeah, MASH I watched a lot of and, uh, Mary Tyler Moore and all that stuff. And that's when I was really, uh, most absorbent uh, mm. and most involved in television, which I watched way too much of. But I, I rarely watched, even when I was doing Wings, other sitcoms. I mean, I was, you couldn't not be aware of Friends. They right. were ubiquitous. They were everywhere. They were on every cover of every mm. magazine. Um, and I did watch it and it was a great show. I mean, you know, I watched it after the fact too. Did you watch Wings? Silence. Uh, <laughs> we'll cut those out. Um, yeah, tighten I, this up. I, yeah, I did watch Wings. I did. Um, I watched it. Uh, yeah, I, I watched it a lot. And and mostly for education mm. I, I, because I had to find out what the hell I was doing. And, and I have watched it recently. And in the earlier seasons, I was so broad and mm. kind of um, – I didn't – as an actor, I was surprised I – I'm surprised I got hired because I don't think I would have hired me. But as the years, as the seasons went on, I became more at ease and mm-hmm. and I enjoyed watching it more. It was a interesting show because it was funny, but it was never sexy or 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 um, on everybody's radar. But mm-hmm. it was it was present. It was always there. It was the right. utility show. You know? <laughs> now the the transformation you're talking about from broad to like more comfortable and perhaps right. more. Would you say like layered or nuanced or? I wouldn't say layered, uh, but I would just say relaxed. And uh, where where I'm going to go with feel, layered. Okay, layered is fine. Layered and, and relaxed. Know, and I didn't have to shout. Mm-hmm. Um, my style, if I have a style, was always bigger, and uh, probably more suited for um, uh, theater than TV. Right. And that's something I'm still struggling with. To- so. I want to talk more about that, but sure. but but just specifically the, that transformation was that something conscious that you were doing, or did it just happen? It it pretty much happened. Mm-hmm. Pretty much happened. After a while, I just got used to where I was going, uh, what I was doing, and I was used to the the um, the genre in a way. Right. And it was and and coming uh, going to that job every day um, lost its. Uh, in a good way, lost its uh, kind of shocking appeal. Oh my God, I'm on TV! I can't mm-hmm. believe it, and, and became <laughs> something that I I, um, I uh, became more comfortable with and and at ease. But at the beginning, it was like, was oh my big. God! Yeah, it was. I, I was thrilled every moment, and uh, you can see it uh, if you watch those early episodes, uh, which you can catch on um, on your your grandmother's old uh, TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you actually, you can watch anymore. it on. Uh, oh, like Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. That's right. That's right. Amazon. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube. Mm-hmm. The the YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah, it was interesting. You know, it was interesting that show because it was kind of, sort of a because it's a real old school show mm-hmm. and it was part of that world that had must see TV all over the place and right. and and we were on when Cheers was on. We were on when. Frasier and Friends and Seinfeld were on, and that's sort of like a golden yes. era. And did you realize it at the time? I didn't realize that it was the it was the, the end, end or near end. <laughs> I had no idea yeah. of the the kind of uh, technical revolution that was about to uh, uh, affect everything. Yes, but I was highly aware of the kind of the pedigree that Wings was part of, and uh, we shot it on the Paramount Studios. At Paramount Studios and Cheers, I say, was there and we would visit with um, the people in, in, in that 
show and hang out. And there was a great kind of um, old-fashioned showbiz camaraderie, mm-hmm. being on a on a soundstage and being on Paramount Studios and riding your bike and seeing stars. And, and uh, they were shooting Star Trek The Next Generation. So frequently there would be Klingons hanging outside <laughs> smoking cigarettes. And, uh, you know, they were scary Klingons. But if I heard you correctly, eventually you got to a point where you were so jaded you just didn't care anymore. Yeah, and the drink and the smoking and mm-hmm. the, you know, the money. Right. I, I didn't care. <laughs> I literally phoned it in. <laughs> um, I would like to take a moment to say hello to Pete Bonavita. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 So I don't have a Pete Bonavita drop. I, was gonna... I know. Do you want to play like just some other drop? I, have, I mean, I have the Tony Thaxton drop, but that's, you know, I'll play What's it. What's that? Tony Thaxton. So what you don't know, do. sure. Stephen Weber. Help me. Is that my regular producer is Tony Thaxton. Right. Uh, Pete does my video normally. I see. Mm-hmm. And through no fault of mine, and it certainly wasn't because I put this on the wrong calendar, uh. Tony was unavailable today. Mm. And we discovered this like a couple hours ago. And so Pete swooped in. What is your last name, Pete? Bonavita. Pete Bonavita. Pete Bonavita. Bonavita. Pete, 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 Pete Bonavita. Nice. That's it. That's your drop. Now we You're have it. We have a drop. Thank oh, you. I'm excited. I was about to say I didn't know you were a singer too, but I did because you've mm. done Broadway. 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 Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and now your training mm-hmm. is in theater because you did a commercial when you were in third grade. Yes. Yeah. I did commercials when I was a kid. Um, yeah. I did a, a, a handful of commercials in the era of the 62nd commercial, mm. which is no longer around. I don't I haven't like, even timed modern commercials. What are they? I can't imagine that they're. Uh, much longer than 15 seconds or 20 really? seconds or something like that, uh, except if they're explaining um, the ingredients of a, of a you know, an, an elderly person's heart medication or something. Oh, like right. Yes. Right. But they speed they those speed up those so up. much. Yeah. yeah. But I went to uh, went to the High School of Performing Arts, which is legendary, mm-hmm. the, uh, the uh, fame school. I did that. And uh, started seriously studying um, theater. And then I went to a place called SUNY Purchase. SUNY Mm -hmm. stands for State University of New York and uh, a fantastic theater school. So, yeah, I was trained in that world. Did you – what did you want to do? Um, Oddly enough, I was – I didn't have any solid goals in mind, which was – I I was just kind of born aloft uh, on this – current i was just going going in the direction of of acting i didn't mm-hmm. know where it would land me i i i did like all aspects of it i liked um uh for instance old television and and so i i did um soap opera for a while and so yes, i, I as, loved the world it, turns. as the world turns and i like doing that are you going to get up and walk are you walking around and you're going to <laughs> Yeah, I just, you know, I felt like this got okay, in the way sure. of my connection with the audience. Okay, interesting. And so, no, yeah. if we are going to, there's a little gnat in there here, too. There is a gnat here, yeah. Yeah. Um, it makes me feel like I'm rotting fruit or something. Because the gnat is circling your decaying flesh? Exactly. I see. It makes me wonder, am I rotting from the inside out? Uh, but if we're, I were. We're, we're all rotting. <laughs> yes. We're all rotting from the outside right. in. We're all dying. No, we're dying. Um. But it, yes, it makes me wonder, is there something about me that is attracting this gnat? Well, is it a fruit fly? Maybe are you're sweet. Hmm. <laughs> right. But fruit flies are only, a, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. But they're only attracted to fruit when it's like becoming vinegary, I think. Do you want us to say it? I you're, smell. You're, you stink. <laughs> 
the, I just the audience showered. doesn't know. It, it smells like garbage in here. I know. <laughs> I just grabbed a gnat. I don't know if it was the only gnat. That's probably not. I, I just killed one. Thank so you. We're, we're, we're d- well, score, what, score one for Pete. Yeah, when's Play your drop. When's the last time Tony killed Pete something? Bonavita, Pete Bonavita. Pete Bonavita. Nat killer. Nat mm. killer. Oh. Pete Nat. Nat Pete. <laughs> Bonavita. That's what you'll be known as. Don't nat let the killer. nat eat you. <laughs> Bonavita. God. Are gnats the same as fruit flies or are these two separate annoying bugs? You'll have to ask them. And I don't want to, we shouldn't, we're going to get into trouble if we, if we talk uh, about bugs. Well, no, they're just if we, if we, um, you know, talk about gnats and fruit flies in the same category, maybe they want representation. Yeah, you're right. You know, a gnat can't be a fruit fly and vice versa anymore back in the day. Yeah. Oh my God. Gnats could, you know, back in the day, fruit fly could, could act in gnat face. Yeah. Can't do it anymore. I know. I actually saw my grandmother had little gnat face hummels, and I was like, "You can't have these. Allison, you can't have these." Holy smokes! <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to admit that. Gnat face hummels. <laughs> anyway, the reason I moved this out of the way. Gnat face hummels. Gnat face hummels. <laughs> oh no! Now we're going to get canceled for our mm, drops. That's right. <laughs> the reason I moved this out of the way is because I am. We are. This is on. Going to be on. YouTube, uh-huh. YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen sure. to see me put the microphone stand to the side. And I'm worried that it, I'm worried that it's blocking my face. Mm. And this is really. It's you know, everything. It's the, it, is. it is. Thank you. We are our faces. Yes. Mm. Do you believe that really? Is he bothering you? Yeah, a little bit. Would you like me to ask him to leave? He's the gnat of producers. <laughs> yes, he is. You know uh, what it is? He's high on his kill. Is he? A little bit. <laughs> on his kill. It's, it's right into my blood. I'm just yeah, like, his oh, na- he's else, like, what else can right. I conquer now? Yeah. And so he might try to smush you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let him try. No, obviously faces are very important for mm-hmm. human beings. Without <laughs> them, you know, we wouldn't uh, be able to. Uh, Breathe out of our nose. That's right. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't, we wouldn't need ring lights we wouldn't mm. need makeup maybe right. it'd be better if we didn't have faces maybe if we were just uh just you know if 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 odors uh we identified by scents mm. apparently i would communicate far and wide oh my god well the reason i ask is there a reason you've asked yeah this? there actually is a reason i asked about that well it, well not like a because we like, are riffing it's not like i was have been thinking about it you know, like, oh, I can't wait to ask Stephen Weber if he really believes that we are our faces sure. or something. That was not, you know, on my list. But I recently got Botox for the first time. Did you really? I did. And? Yes. A couple of months ago. Um, I don't know how much you know about being in L.A. I would imagine, you know, a fair amount about Botox. But like it sets in two weeks after. Yeah. And then it sort of it lasts for like three months and it sort of peaks at a month. And like now it's thankfully like wearing off. Where did you get Botox? Uh, I got it. My forehead that my 11s a little bit here and then like a tiny bit here to to fix my gummy smile because no one wants to see that gummy smile yeah that's gummy smile you're living in a bubble this is a big problem for all of us you look great you look fine maybe you're talking about the botox Uh, i don't think so because i i i i know people and i've seen people who've just done way too much oh i know it's really bad yeah well so anyway though i was like two days after or three days after when it was like barely there i was Mm -hmm. like oh my god I get it. I love this. And I can see how you could go off the deep end yeah. because I was looking in the mirror and I'm like, the upper half of my face looks great. 
oh no, I, how did I never realize before that like I, I have these, you know, I started freaking out about my lower face and I'm very afraid to do too much and I'm afraid of filler and all that. But mm-hmm. if I weren't, I could see where you become hyper-focused on like one part of your face and then like body dysmorphia and all that stuff. So that was like two days after. And then when it really set in at two weeks, I was like, oh, I hate this. Mm. Like I, my, when I, when I pose in photos with a guest, like my eyes are not, mo- they look just, I look like sad or vacant or mm-hmm. like there's no expression coming out of my eyes. And I've like ruined how I, I mean, I, I had a full on freak out and that's, that's in the, in the rear view. But anyway, I was talking to my husband whom you met earlier about this and he was saying like the sum of you and he was talking about he wasn't talking about like who i am as a you know a mom and a good person or he was talking about like on the show it's like it's not just one body part like it's not that like you're you're now because i was like my eyes don't crinkle when i smile anymore Mm. and that was my thing Mm. and now he's like no your thing is like your personality and your you know, all of that. So I guess that's why I'm saying like how, where do faces really fit in, you know, on like well, communicating. It's interesting to me because there's a lot of, for instance, if, if you can, if we can expand it into acting, for instance, there's a lot of people that act with their faces, but their bodies are utterly disconnected. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that is because they are seen from the neck up or from the the sternum up mm-hmm. and uh whereas if you're doing theater it's on snobby you have to engage your entire body in it and i think that's a that's a much more expressive and expansive and important way of you know utilizing your tools to express yourself but in this business that we're in and it's not just our business or show business it's everywhere people are focused on the first impression made by their their faces, mm-hmm. which kind of enter every store and every every situation. That's what you look at first. Um, and I think people are out of control. I understand the need for it. You know, I do crap to me all the time. Crap to myself. I I grow this beard to camouflage the loss of elasticity in my face. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. You know, I I will. I when I don't have a beard, I'll look in the mirror and say, oh. What's my mother doing here? <laughs> oh, that's me. She's a lovely woman at 86, but I'm not yeah. there Fran. yet. Fran, that's right. Fran Nay Frankel. Uh, I read your book. Yeah, Nay. Yeah, that's yeah. her middle name. Fran Nay Frankel, yeah. And um, it's very convenient. But uh, look, uh, we, we live in a society that uh, – well, look, uh, without putting them down, uh, and it's not my business. I don't know them. But the Kardashians, mm. it's pointed out to me, and you can see it on social media – what they all looked like beforehand. Yes. And quite it's different. startling. It's startling. Are they cool looking now? Yeah, they are. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I understand that everybody wants to look their best as they age mm-hmm. and, um, and I do whatever I can, but I think there's something odd about it and that makes us miss the point of why we're here and what we need to be doing while we're here. Which is what? I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure, well, surely you have some idea. I mean, uh, yes, I, it'll sound corny. I, I've I've evolved into a person now that values love and honesty and uh, openness and patience and forgiveness and compassion and all those things that, for some reason, are not in the kind of common dialogue. It seems mm-hmm. to me, and um, uh, so that's what I am 
surprising um, above how we look. That said, you know, I'm 62 years old and I work out and I try to stay, you know, hygienic and I I patrol my face for all sorts of things and blemishes (laughs) that I try to get rid of. I had acne as a kid, so that makes me super conscious. Mm -hmm. But at some point, what are we going to do? I got to give over. We have to give over to it. I mean, because a lot of the cosmetic surgery doesn't make a person look younger. It just makes them look weird. Yes. And also- And smooth. Smooth. But like, I don't think smooth and youth are always synonymous. I look at my kids and they have like lines under their- Right. You know, it's just the muscles moving. It's hard to- th- um, I, So I'm going to get them Botox. I do. Baby Botox. Yes. Um, and it's it, it's hard to remember what old people are supposed to look like. Uh, and I, I am, I, I'm name dropping. I, I know Mel Brooks. And Mel Brooks looks like a really old man. <laughs> and he is. He's in his 90s. And uh, I don't think he's had any work done. And it's startling. It shouldn't be startling. Mm. But it is because we're we we are trying to kind of push away what aging is, yeah. What it, what it looks like, do you know what I mean? I said to my therapist um, a couple of years ago. Or sure, something, you don't I, need therapy. No, I'm fixed now. You have Botox. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I went in and she said, "You look like everything's okay." And I said, <laughs> "Yeah, it's because I no." Um, I said, uh, "I just feel like I look so old lately," mm. and she's like, "Is that a bad thing?" Yeah. Is it bad to look old? And I said, yes. But I get her point. It's something I think about it. Like I, I think the, the goal for an enlightened person is to get to a point where it is not bad to look old. And like we, I mentioned TikTok earlier. Yeah. On TikTok, you see a lot of like people say things like aging is a privilege. I don't think they believe it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a, it's a platitude. Oh. But it's true. The alternative is then the alternative is eternal youth. That would be a privilege. I guess so. But I mean, we're all struggling. I keep saying we're all, like I'm speaking for everybody. I'm struggling with mortality. I'm struggling with getting older. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling with um, the people who I love transitioning out of my life or yeah. my sons who are 20 and 22 getting older and saying, so long, old man. I'm, I have to live my life now. <laughs> uh, stop trying to live vicariously through us, et cetera, et cetera. And these are choices that I never reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wasn't supposed to as a younger person, but uh, it's hitting me now. So I have a lot of opinions and perspectives that are based on my own fears of, uh, you know, getting old, dying, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, Pete, play your that. drop. Pete, cut that. It got, <laughs> a little, it got a little too real. Play the drop, mm-hmm. Pete. I don't have my drop set up. I'll do play the, the Tony Thaxton again. Tony Thaxton. Wow, I sound great. Yeah. <laughs> do the Pete drop. Uh, Bonavita? Mm-hmm. Pete Bonavita, Pete Bonavita, Vonavita, Pete. Ooh. Mm. Little remix. Yes. I like and I then like that. and then put it another uh you know, do do multiple voice tracks on it. Yes. So, it so it's a chorus. Like Queen. Thank you. Like Queen, exactly. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Bonavita, Bonavita. That's right. Ooh, Bonavita, let me go. Magnifico. I'm Pete Bonavita. I am a substitute. Hey, he's a substitute. <laughs> Substing for Tony. See, my years of Second City have stood me so in good stead. Good. Aren't I good? Really, really good. So good. So tell me about um, eating out with, Eric in my Steve. mind, 
Oh, it's it's not. I said Stephen, but it's Steve, right? I was uh, like, I feel like it's Steve. I, I think it sounds better uh, rhythmically to have eating out with Eric and Steve. Okay. Steven is just yeah, it's, it's a little too. It's gratuitous. It's it's too much. Too yeah. much. People will lose interest right. by the time they get to that last syllable. So, well, I say leave them wanting less. Leave them wanting less. That's my personal. Leave them wanting less, Pete Bonavita. <laughs> Um, uh, so, uh, Eric and I are old buddies and, um, uh, we have gone to multiple dinners and make each other laugh. And we actually are part of a group of friends, uh, who we call the CADs, Character Actor Dining Society. This was so <laughs> clever. Clever, yeah. And a bunch of actors who have, um, lasted and, uh, are humble and have been humbled and, uh, but are successful and are, Friendly, because one of the things that is lacking out in L.A., it seems, is a kind of a community of actors that is more apparent in places like New York, where, again, where's, where the theater is. Mm. You're always walking down the street and you're seeing a buddy. So we um, made this little band of, of, of merry aging players. And so uh, based on all the fun um, dinners and meals that we've had, uh, we came up with this podcast. Uh, I think Sean Hayes. Uh, Tony winner, Tony winner, Sean Hayes, uh, came to Eric and, uh, and said if, uh, asked him if he would want to do a podcast and my name came up and we came up with this. That's it. And so the premise is you get together with two of your friends, two, two buddies, two people that we know, and we have a meal together. I mean, pre COVID, we were hoping that we could actually meet at a restaurant right. or a studio at something and have a meal, but COVID thwarted that. Mm-hmm. So we do it via Zoom and we, Eat separate things. Eat separate things. But you know, that is similar to a restaurant. It's not like everyone eats the same thing. This is true. But mm-hmm. we were hoping to get uh, sponsorship down the line from some oh, restaurant right. or something like that yes. or a series of restaurants that would, you know, throw us some free meals. Makes I mean, let's, sense. Let's face it. The best thing about being a professional actor is the craft service and the mm-hmm. food. Yeah. Um, I'm only half kidding. So um, so we, we, we do this and uh, we realize that the uh, the hook of us eating is actually something that triggers a kind of comfortable feeling in the you know in, in the conversation mm-hmm. uh and it's replete with chewing and swallowing and the occasional uh obnoxious belch uh and uh people have, seem to like it i was gonna say how have listeners reacted to that so far because if there's one thing i've learned listeners do not love to hear chewing sounds However, the well, exception being an eating podcast. The misophonians yeah. out there, the misophonics don't right. like it. I know Sarah Silverman is famously misophonic, uh, so she's not one of our listeners. Um, how do they like it? I don't know how they like it because we're basically just starting out. Right. And with this business, I don't, there aren't Nielsen ratings. I don't know what the numbers are. Who the hell knows? People are listening to it on uh, on, on many platforms. Mm. I think it's probably like number one with a bullet. I think so. Now, you say that prior to the pandemic, you were hoping that it would be you guys going to a restaurant. So this has been in the works since pre-pandemic? Yeah. Tell me about that. It was in the works since pre-pandemic. Mm. Yeah. Now I get it more. You understand? Was that frustrating? Who? Uh, was it frustrating? Because the, the show just came out. Yes, so was it was it frust- frustrating. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Pete played the drop. <laughs> Tony Thaxton. Shirley, th- you know what? 
You are really filling in for Tony, and by that I mean playing just that drop. Just the drop. But yeah. do you just have the one dro- that we need? I mean, I have what, a couple more. What kind more of drops setup. are you? Are you? Tony, do you get paid by the drop? With? Do you get paid? Hi, drop? Every time I hit it, Tony gets a little bit. Oh, like he paid it. me off. Yeah. To, you yeah. know, kind of. No. It's, like, it's like a morphine drip. Yeah, exactly. Because Tony has like a library of drops. I have some. Oh, you know, I'm here's curious a, what an ones... appropriate one for this, right? Okay, yeah. Snapchat. Yes. There you go. When we talk about snacks. It's far Snapchat. too loud. Oh, I thought that said Snapchat. Another, no. Another platform I know nothing about. Right. Snapchat. Okay. I was on it for a minute. But you were? Yeah. I did, it's not fun. Didn't me. they have Snapchat glasses? Didn't people have like Snapchat live video oh, really? feed glasses or something? Oh, I don't I know about so. this. Yeah. Little cameras on the side. Little cameras on the side, yeah. We're all going to die. Yes. We're all going to die. We sure are. AI. I know. What else shall we talk about? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Oh, God. I, I mean, I have, just... I have a lot of things. I just want to hear what you want to talk prompt, about. It prompt me. Okay. You don't want to sit here with this uncomfortable silence? We can. Okay. okay, so speaking of uncomfortable yeah. sounds, so last night I tried something that I had originally done in the eighties before you guys were born. No, uh, which no, which is called a. Um, I was, I was alive. Oh, we both were barely. You call that living? <laughs> no, I don't uh, actually. I did a um, a sensory deprivation tank <gasps> last night. Please tell us everything because I my feeling about that is that I would lose my mind, okay. not in a good way. Well, when I first did it, and it was I had seen the movie Altered States, which is like probably from nineteen eighty one or eighty yeah. two. Where somebody did, I think probably William Hurt did acid and they went into a sensory deprivation tank and saw all manner of hallucinations and was quite beautiful. And at that time, I I was well adjusted enough to think, okay, I can deprive myself of all the senses and have some sort of inwardly beautiful adventure. Mm. Um, Again, it was early on. I was young. I had not yet encountered horrors, which I was – I would be soon to encounter later on. And um, not really. But – and it was f- cool. You know, you can hear the blood rushing through your body and it was very meditative. Uh, smash cut to 30 years later or whatever the hell it is. Uh, there's a place uh, near where I live in Venice, uh, California. And uh, I thought, you know what? I've got nothing to do and it's up the road. I'm going to book an hour session mm. in a uh, sensory deprivation tank. And I went there and they were all very nice and appropriately – um, kind soothing, of soothing. Hi, welcome to, and uh, it was actually called. Wow, how do they yeah, spell that? It's with an emoji, and <laughs> also um, they they blow confetti in your face. Oh my god, it's weird, a, a glitter. Yeah. So it was a kind of mixed media, right? And um, and <laughs> I walked in, and <laughs> thanks for that cursory chuckle. That was that is that was you sweet. should hear it me. Nice. It was nice when was I good. don't think something's funny. Okay, it was then good. I guffaw. God, I <laughs> growl. Um, and uh, I, they showed me the facilities, which had several pods, which were looked like um, kind of Botticelli clamshells mm-hmm. and pink lighting and music, and it looked nice. I was wow. brought to the not one of those. Oh. I was brought to a sensory deprivation tank, which looked like the Merrimack, which was that old kind of. It was the first kind of, not ironclad, but it was the first kind of sub, not really a submarine during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. There's a famous uh, battle between the Monitor and the Merrimack. And the Monitor, which was the Union were you, submersible. Were you alive for that? One second. I'm talking. And uh, and the, the, the Monitor was kind of a cigar-shaped thing that looked mostly like a submarine. But the Merrimack, which was the Confederate 
submersible looked like a kind of a trapezoidal meat locker. <laughs> and that's the one that I went into last night. It had a hatch that you pull open and I guess maybe a foot of highly salinated mm-hmm. water. There was a control on the inner wall for music, one for lights. And I was to disrobe, rinse off in the adjacent shower, and then put myself in this sensory deprivation tank. We'll call it a SDT. T, okay. Where you can probably get SDTs. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. And, uh, and I did this without really any kind of hesitation. And I thought, okay, I'll do this. I disrobed. I showered. And I stepped into this thing and um, began floating immediately and uh, turned off the light and turned off the uh, the music, closed the door, closed the hatch, and I was sensorially deprived. And? Uh, I had booked an hour. I lasted 35 minutes. That's pretty good. Um, but I realized that it wasn't comforting or relaxing. Mm. And I was going to try to kind of power through and I thought, I don't need to do – I don't need to power through anymore. Right. I've powered through to age 62. I'm not going to power through any longer. Sounds like you had an epiphany. I did, and it became infected in the water. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. I would think all that salt would be good for an epiphany. Not this type of salt. I And only today I was wondering if they changed the water between customers. Maybe they felt that they don't have to because it's so – Salty. Salty that nothing could possibly live. And also I realized that I wasn't the lithe young man that I mm. was in the 80s where I probably floated like a, you know, like a surfboard. Uh-huh. Now I was just kind of, I'm top heavy with years of working out and angry. And, and so uh, it wasn't that good. It was, in fact, as I'm telling you now, I have to take a deep breath. Yeah. I'm trouble breathing. Turns out you hated it. It was, uh, I don't want to be sensorially deprived. I have a lot of questions. Go. First of all, why did they give you the Merrimack and not one of these like <laughs> Botticelli? I don't know. You know, and I'm surprised the, the description of the like Botticelli stuff surprised me because when I hear the word pod, I think cold, futuristic, not warm mm. and like an impressionist painting. This was uh, a Renaissance painting. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I felt, I, yeah, it felt I wrong you. coming out of my I mouth. Just, it's right. this, it's sometimes right. I reach to try to sound smarter and it we never goes well. Out. We'll cut it all out. Thank you very much. Uh, drop uh, Don't you dare play the tone. Effect, <laughs> okay, never mind. No, no, no. We have a thousand hundred <laughs> other drops. Please just choose anything. It doesn't even have to go with anything. It's too late. It doesn't it's have passed. to go with anything. No. Okay, how it's about passed. ducklings? Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. It's called ducklings because it used to be Allison wants. Mm. Allison loves her happy ducklings. That's, I mean, right. that's a, that's really old. It was the first one that I. I I'm not terribly familiar with how all of these sound so i'm i'm reaching i'm grasping i feel like that's going to be the soundtrack to when you uh go on a killing spree Mm -hmm. probably yeah there's a gnat you're being oh i didn't get it no it's this is its friend coming for revenge oh okay it's out of control the level of gnats Mm. and by that i mean like just a couple is too many yeah it's too many but it's been going on for a little while what's that about not surrounding me but like there's a couple gnats why are you shouting all right, relax. I'm, it's my first season. I'm broad. Let's turn um, off the lights <laughs> and turn off the sound, and we'll mm. have a sensory deprivation we'll podcast. Float. Okay, we'll so yeah. I don't understand. what Did they recognize you, first of all? I don't think so. Okay. Younger. Uh, I don't understand why they gave you the less favorable yeah, the one, yeah. A. Yeah. 
B, I'm surprised there's lights and music because those are senses. But you, mm. but the point is that you yourself control. Turning yeah, you them can off. adjust it. Yeah, but I, I I went the full full Monty. Did you truly feel like nothing touching you? Yes, uh, it's strange, and and um, and 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 as I say, you know, you're floating. You're not feeling anything, but it, it wasn't like floating in space. It wasn't a beautiful sensation. I was a- acutely aware that I was in a structure that was probably filling up with carbon dioxide and, oh. uh, you know, sounds uh, a little panicky. It was, I, and I, and I'm not one to panic, uh, but I, I just didn't feel comfortable there. And did your mind go to interesting or surprising places? Like, do you meditate? Uh, you live in no. Venice. Yeah, I know. No, I, I, uh, there's always a contact high down there. <laughs> um, I don't meditate. I have, but I, okay. I didn't. Do so you know how that, and I don't regularly either, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it would benefit me greatly. Mm-hmm. But they say that like, do you something. know, I need to do something, right? Yeah, drink, Just to get the, do something. Yeah. Slow down. Am take, I revving too high? Take a breath. I'm going to lead you through a relaxation now. Oh, right? no. Right. Can I tell you? Sure. On one of my other podcasts. <laughs> Keep saying sure, like I know. On one of my other podcasts, my co-host, I don't even remember why we did this. He led me through a guided meditation. Mm. And then he changed the subject. And he left me in a cave, like with a bear. On a, There's a bear. There's a hammock. He deserted me in the middle of a guided meditation, which I feel like is the number one thing you don't do. You, that, that's a lawsuit. Mm. Are you still there? In the yeah. hammock with yeah. the bear? I'm say, I am. And I'm going to sue him in the meditation. Mm. I got to find a way like to inception it out of that That's into it. the real world. That's right. Do it. That's right. You can do it. Does anyone have like something to spin? I forget why you do that, but. Uh, because isn't know. that the indication that you're you in go. the real world? Yeah. Spin the gnat. <laughs> Let's play spin the gnat. Ooh, spin the gnat. <laughs> Ooh, I love playing spin the gnat. I, uh, it's a rite of passage for the gnat and for us. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> like in, in meditation, they say that, like your brain kind of like spins out before it mellows out because you're not used to that level of quiet. I, I didn't want to give it that. I, I couldn't wait that long. I, I would have suffered. Were your thoughts racing or? Uh, I was too conscious of why I was there and what I wanted to achieve rather than letting anything mm. happen. And plus I started to think about the water. Yeah. What is this? What? Who? Who's in here before me? What did you want to achieve? That kind of relaxation. Yeah. That, uh, because the, the one thing that I crave most and have the least is sleep. Mm. Uh, since all my, my wild days are behind me, I'm always, I'm always craving. Just give me, just give me six and a half hours, please. I don't know who I'm begging. Uh, the Sandman. Yes. Yeah, Sandman. The Natman. I wonder <laughs> if the Natman and the Sandman are friends. I hope so. And they probably conspire to ruin everything. Mm-hmm. They sit there with the, like a little, the gnat has his tiny little gnat. Appendages going. (laughs) There's a funny uh, New York cartoon where a guy's in bed wearing a nightcap and the Sandman is is, um, floating, but he's carrying a mallet and he says, I ran out of sand. (laughs) That's funny. So you have trouble sleeping is what you're saying. Uh, I used to. And uh, I used to take Ambien. I used to take all this stuff and uh, and I stopped. But occasionally now I'll take some sort of uh, you know, tryptophan chewy or something like that. They have uh, those. They do have those. Yeah, you know who has those? Uh, Whole Foods. Goop. 
Oh my God. Do you buy your tryptophan chewies from Goop? No, my ex uh, gave me a box of these Goop things called Knock Me Out. Oh. And they're really good. They are? Yeah. Good for Gwyneth. Good for her. Good for Gwyneth. Her her vaginal egg. Yes. Good. Her yoni egg. Oh, yoni egg. Yeah. Can I ask you a question about your personal life? Sure. Okay. So you're you're not married now, right? No. And you divorced your second wife but then did you get back together with her we are very close we have what to the outside world looks unique and admirable and we're we're extremely close um i feel like we both have a real emotional investment in each other and while circumstances um forced us to you know take action and split up uh, we basically haven't gone a day without seeing each other. We go away together. It sounds romantic and everything, but I guess the point that I'm laboring to make is that uh, things are what you make them, mm. you know, and, and, and marriage and divorce and parenthood are all kind of concepts that aren't fully understood, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people get married, I don't think they understand the work it takes. Oh. It doesn't just happen. And I don't mean the work of just tolerating somebody. Uh, it actually, I feel like if you wanted to do it right, and I've been married twice, if you wanted to do it correctly, you have to research it, understand what it entails um, emotionally and also practically, and also know that people change. You know, your skin cells change. You slough off skin and they, you know, and, and that's, that's a joke, but uh, you change emotionally, you change mentally. And if you're going to be with somebody, you have to be able to look at them and take the journey together and mm-hmm. check in and be honest. And and so many things conspire to uh, uh, get in the way of those things. Just our daily – just talking about skin and talking about uh, Botox or show business that or money. or but It is important. I'm just well, well, but don't just kid. No, I'm, I'm not laughing. Um, Pete, no, don't. Don't play a drop. Um, <laughs> So he wouldn't even know how. No. Oh. Oh. But I, so so. Just kidding, Pete. Just I, kidding. I know I was you. Looking would. for the perfect one. That's the thing. Uh, there's too many. Mm. Um, do you have somebody falling down a flight of stairs? No, I've got a fart sound. I think. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> now, perfect. now press it. That was good. Never <laughs> press. Um, no, you know. I so so look. We we and we didn't stay together for the children who probably do not care one whit. They, you know, they just they just want us to be happy. However, mm-hmm. however, we can um, you know craft that. But uh, you know, I, I just I'm I'm not interested in going out and sowing oats and doing all those things. You know, I I, I feel like we have an, a like I say an emotional investment, and so we're we're carrying it through, and we'll see what the hell happens. That that's really sweet. And I get what you're saying about these things being, you said concepts or constructs or things Marriage. like that. And people get yeah. married. Like I, I keep thinking, don't get married until you're 45. <laughs> don't have a kid until you're 40. Uh, and yeah. Practically, that's not possible. But they're bigger, um, they're bigger concepts than people understand them to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so much growth happens that is not spoken of. Right. You know, we're all in this moment and trying to be funny or, or trying to divide people or trying to we, – we, we act and react 
so much that we're not thinking about what's coming ahead, what's mm-hmm. coming up. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Was there we're a not time- pondering anymore? We're not we're not thinking things through. Did you guys go straight from being married to being divorced and being close? Like, was there a, a period where it was rough? Uh, I mean, yeah, sure, yeah, very rough, and um, and we all stayed very close, my kids included. I mean, we we we, we struggled throughout um, in front of each other, and I hope that was valuable. I hope it wasn't too scarring, especially mm-hmm. to my. My two young men, I feel like they, at least in witnessing it, were less scarred and more informed about what people who are 30, 40 years older than them go through. And maybe that will clue them into what they need to do or how they can adjust and think about uh, their lives as they grow and develop and age and are faced with things that are immutable, like mortality and you know, recently, again, not to, to be too heavy, I mean, uh, so many people have, have, have died in, uh, you know, that I know recently. And, mm. uh, and I guess that's supposed to happen at this age. I didn't reckon on it happening until much later, but it's happening now. And so life is happening. So I feel like it's, it's important to, to, con- to give it consideration and make the effort to try to understand it and try to understand people. And how, and I, this sounds corny too, how we're all walking each other home and we're all witnesses to each other. And wait, what does that mean? We're all walking each other home. We're all headed to the same place oh, yeah. and we're all, we're all going to take the same boat or whatever image you want. Right. Um, and, and, um, and, and to do so with care and, um, and, and, and with um, concern and again, forgiveness and uh, oh God, because things are so important and perfect. Mm-hmm. You wrote a lot um, yeah. for the Huffington Post. Oh, yeah. 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 A lot of crap. A lot of uh, histrionic crap. Uh, I, I, you know, I was, I was just complaining that people are so reactive. Well, I am reactive. I mean, I'm on Instagram and I, I react to people and I, I, go right into that orgy of idiocy mm-hmm. and and have to really stop doing that because I don't think it accomplishes very much, just feeds this bigger beast mm-hmm. um, uh, of, of consumerism. And that's what I think it is in the end. I think we're shouting into a void. Uh, it's one, on social media? Yeah, or on social media. On this earth? On social media. No, on the earth, I'm saying you, you, you this, this social media facilitates people shouting yes. into the void on the earth. Uh, but, um, I, I did a lot of writing and thought I was being really cute, but at the end of the day, I realized that I didn't know enough about the subjects I was writing about. Mm. I was just having a knee jerk response and thinking I was witty or clever. I had a thesaurus right by my side and was using it liberally and, and, uh, people were busting me on it, but I was, thought I had a platform. I thought this would lead to something. And I just realized that it was just garbage. I, but I do write, and mm-hmm. I do try to write to the things that I'm talking about now. Um, what kind of things are, do you write? Um, uh, one of the things I, I recently just wrote a script. Uh, hey, congrats! Thanks, um, and which I've done in the past, but I, I stopped doing for the longest time. Uh, this has to do with a project that I was actually developing with uh, Brian Cranston for oh, yeah. some time, and we were doing something, and we pitched it all around, and that was a few years ago, and. 
uh, we recently saw each other, and he he said, you know, you should pick it up again, see what you can do. And so I've I've rewritten it um, this on this particular subject. Um, what do I write? You know what I did? I actually there's a really cool app called Storyworth. Yes, they're right. a sponsor on my show. Are they really? They're amazing. Yeah. Okay, they really are. So Not I, this particular episode, but in general, yes. I don't know I how I found them. them. I don't know who talked about it to me, but I, I, uh, I picked it up and I ended up writing hundreds of pages. Um, and it's something that I'm going to give to my kids. And basically, That's, what it is is just a, is like a, a, a handbook. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a handbook of of my observations, basically, and and all my personal experiences both good and bad and uh and it's just for their eyes because the thing that i lacked growing up was an understanding of what uh made me uh mm. where my family came from i don't know very much about my father's childhood or about my grandparents i know less about my father than i do about my mom who's still mm-hmm. alive and great and loving and fun and all that stuff um so i just wanted to give them something that they could refer to if they ever wondered about themselves. So that's what I've been writing. I think that's great. Yeah. Okay, we have a game. Mm-hmm. What kind of games do you play normally? Uh, lawn darts. Mm, safe. Uh, I do something called flailing, which I don't feel like describing right now. Okay. No, and I think I, it paints yeah. a picture. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you have been in so many things. I mean, what a prolific career starting when commercials were 60 seconds long. <laughs> uh, so I'm wondering how, like, how much you remember the names of each character you played. Mm. So there's two ways we could do this. Sure. Either I could say the... Keep saying sure. Oh, yeah. I like it. Okay. It makes me feel assured. It's very okay. positive. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Um, either I could say the character and you have to say the name of the project or i could say we're not going to do all of them we'd be here for hours. hours or i could uh say the project and you say the character which do you which more appeals to you project and i'll say the character you okay okay and we're going to start with we'll start you know sort of easy okay i don't know if this is easy actually okay oh, single white female oh oh god Hmm. <laughs> Match game. Um, what's his name? I can't remember. Sam. Sam. Rawson. Sam Rawson. Yes. Yeah, okay. Sam Rawson. Okay. Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, this is going great. Yeah. Okay. Mark um, Nussbaum. Mark Nussbaum. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I have played a Jew. Yay! Because I, I was convinced that I never had. <laughs> Do you get usually get cast as Gentiles? Always. I wonder why. Uh, well, I, I didn't have, I guess, standard Jewy features. Mm. I can say that because I am Jewish. But, right. Uh, but now I could probably be cast as mm. a, a rabbi, a well-built rabbi. Who do people tell you you look like nowadays? I used to, once somebody shouted to me in the subway, hey, Robo! And they thought I was Peter Weller oh. when I was younger. Um, now I think I look like... Uh, I look like a phase that uh, uh, George Carlin. I feel like when oh, my hair is longer, I used to. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> like a, a, a series of his faces. And I look like George Carlin. Uh, I see. I think you look a little like John Stewart. Ah, that's funny. I get uh, mistaken for him all the time. Yeah, and we were good friends. I haven't seen him in ages. 
I don't know what's happened to him. I hope he's okay. But yeah, I get, and, and somebody says, are you Jordan Stewart? And I say, no, I'm taller. I say, <laughs> we laugh. Um, as the world turns. Oh, yes. Um, okay. I played, um, 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 wait, uh, oh, God, I, I, I just, I do know this. And I was a Yale graduate with a bad temper and had an earring. Opposite Julianne oh, Moore. I right? know. I know this. Oh, what, what's the first letter? K. K? K. K? K. Well, it's not Ken. No. Um, remember or Kyle. The, the Wonder Years, there was a character named. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of other famous people. Oh, 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 Costner. Oh, well, that just gave it away. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin, yeah. Kevin Gibson. Kevin Gibson. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, be... certainly you're going to know this one. Mm-hmm. Wings. Brian Hackett. Yes. Okay. But then there's another Brian Hackett on Duckman. Huh? Oh, okay. So Duckman was a uh, an animated series that Jason Alexander did the voice on. And I think my character's name was, yeah, that's right, Brian Hackett. All right. Do you remember who you played on The Simpsons? Uh, I don't remember the name, but it was me and... Um, um, he just won the Oscar for uh, the whale, uh, Br- uh, Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Oh. And we played, um, we played executives in a company that made um, this thing called uh, Power Sauce, which was like a power bar, a nutrition bar. <laughs> and Homer was going to climb this mountain using only power bars as nutrition. But it turns out that the power bars were not made of anything good, but that they were made from Apple cores and old Chinese newspapers, <laughs> <laughs> which always stuck with me. That's hilarious. That okay. Uh, do you remember who you played on Will and Grace? I played Eric's brother, but I couldn't remember the name. Sam Truman. Yeah, that's him. Sam Truman. What about Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip? Jack. Uh, something. Rudolph. Yeah, Rudolph. Jack okay. Rudolph. Monk. I played that Howard Stern type guy. I can't remember his name either. Max Hudson. You know what? It's not about, it's because it's not about the name. It's about the personification of the character. If you wish. Um, I mean, I do you wish it. I was, the, the, I would the, love the thing that. is that look, I, I, the thing about a lot of these shows and the dialogue and the names and everything, it's like they come into the, they come into my head and then they, whoosh, they leave yeah. to be replaced by something else. I don't have a lot of good retention, mm. but I can, you know, mostly memorize my lines. Mostly. Who did you play on? And now this is, oh, sorry. End of game. Yeah. You did sorry. poorly. That was terrible. Mm. It's okay. It's all right. Now that I think about it, why would you remember all these names? But it's here's the thing. So, I, so I learned so much from my defeats. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what? They say challenges come into your life for a reason. Sure. And this came into your life for a reason. Yeah, the universe doesn't give you more than you can handle. No. Calm That's such bullshit. down. Calm down. Sorry, I got... Even through the Botox, I can, you know, it's weird. It's like laughing like this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, not good. Do you believe the Quants? universe doesn't give you more than you can handle? I have come to believe that the universe does give you just what you need to handle, even if it's mm. really hard. I have to, I, I've had to use those things, those concepts and right. aphorisms, all those things. Um, okay. Who did you play on Law & Order SVU? Oh, Because I'm sure I saw you on that. Yeah, I played uh, I did a couple of episodes where I actually, um, uh, I, yeah, I played a lawyer. I played a, a, a lawyer and, and uh, I actually prosecuted, I want to say, Elizabeth McGovern. Uh, she was- she was From Bewitched? 
No, 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 that's Elizabeth Montgomery. Montgomery. Oh, Elizabeth McGovern is this great actress who was in uh, uh, um, Downton Abbey. Oh, right. Who'd right. she play? She played the American wife. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, she's wonderful. Uh, I played a lawyer. I don't know. It was ages ago. All right. Bong gong. <laughs> right. I mean, it is my favorite of the Dick Wolf franchises. It is, you know, I, classic. Not as into Criminal Intent, which I know you were also were on. I was. According to your Wikipedia, let's see. I don't think so. I Criminal Intent. Were. I thought you were on Law and Order Criminal Intent. No, no, no. Here. Just uh, will you look it up, Pete? SVU, I think. I, I could have sworn I saw a Criminal Intent. Criminal Intent. Criminals Intents. Oh yes, great. Camp- camping. 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 Yes. Yeah. We're just gonna sit here while he rustles papers. Oh, that's yes. good. It's a good sound effect. He's not really <laughs> rustling papers. Yeah. No, He's it's a Foley artist. Un- Theater of the mind. Yes. Uh, I see. Crime story. That's Crime close story. Close enough. Crime story with Dennis Farina. That was good. Played a, that's probably what I was thinking. Played of. a pornographer. It's good. Star Trek. Will and Grace. Star Trek. Yes. Yeah, Star Trek. Deep Space Nine. I played a. Uh, uh, the 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 race of beings that have that kind of ridge on their nose, which oh. I guess is for grating nutmeg. Mm-hmm. Mm. Here we go. Law and Order: Criminal Intent oh. in 2011. Who do you play? Ben Langston. No, it is Wikipedia, so it could be a mistake. I have but no I no memory of that. I feel episode, like it's probably true. Episode was called Cadaver. <laughs> Maybe you imagine that's the thing the that made him go. Theme. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Cadaver. Um, that's MacGyver. <laughs> what do you think happens when we die okay so i think if we take our cues from nature if you look at smoke curling in the air or dust or or uh, a candle that's blown out i feel like the energy mm. that comprises our consciousness is somehow dissipated into the ether and either dissipates completely or sometimes clumps together, which might – and it might for, come into some other housing, another body, which might account for um, reincarnation, a, a kind of a, a memory because maybe there's a, an assemblage of – Consciousness soot. Okay, consciousness like little sparkles. Um, uh, but I think basically if we look at nature, we just get fed back into the whole cycle and come back as something else. But I don't think it's necessarily, you know, humanoid, let's mm-hmm. say, because there's probably all sorts of levels and phases and things that we can't perceive with this apparatus. Right. But I don't believe in a kind of a heaven and hell and all that stuff. That's it's ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean, it's it's almost semantics, I guess. I for the longest time, I would have said I I believe in nothing. Like mm-hmm. I don't believe there's anything that I think it's it's it. Um, I had so uh, when I was 21, one of my close friends committed suicide, mm. and it just like just floored me for I think a couple of years even of just like. I just, I was just too, not that there's a right age to handle something like that, but like at that point I was so young and fresh and I mean, I feel like I was a young 21 anyway. Um, it just, just devastated me. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was, I was, I did a lot of my thinking when in the car 
And I was driving. It was kind of like a hour long car ride, let's say. And I just started thinking, we can't explain consciousness. Like we don't understand exactly what consciousness is. It's kind of a miracle. Mm -hmm. So how do I know that that, you know, goes away when you die, even though that is what I believe? But maybe there are things about this that we don't understand that's, that are beyond us. So I would say that was kind of the beginning of maybe some belief in like some kind of amorphous spirituality. Mm-hmm. I grew up atheist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I, I I believe pretty much what you believe as well. I don't know how much I believe in like actual uh, reincarnation. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, like we are made of energy that existed before us and that energy persists after us. Mm. I don't think I will have, I mean, I would love if I'm wrong. I don't think I'll have a moment of being like, I'm Allison and I, my body died, but I'm still here somehow, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think, uh, I think it's a mistake to, um, to ascribe things that are familiar to mm-hmm. us to something that's utterly unknown. Right. You know, I can't see off the end of my bed. Uh, so I don't think that there's a, a, a paradise uh, on that other side, you know, with all the other, all my friends. Yeah. No, I, I, I think using, using what I've observed and whatever rudimentary kind of, you know, equations I've solved, uh, there's more bed there. <laughs> that's, you know, and, and I'm not there, but, it's it's obviously confusing and mystifying, but I, I I lost the I lost the desire to to what's the word anthropomorphize mm-hmm. the unknown and put my own face on it. Uh, and yet there are things that are odd and that are may not necessarily be coincidence, but uh, I just think st- human beings generally are stupid mm. and uh, and. Uh, and that's it, you know. I, I, I. I uh, it's so dumb sounding, but um, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I. Okay, so I have a dog, and I was never a dog person growing up. We never had a dog, but I have this great dog. Her name is Cat the dog, <laughs> and this being, it has a personality, and she loves, and she has expectations. But she's very much in the moment. <clears throat> she doesn't hoard resentment. I'm sure animals obviously re- remember pain, you know. And and and, I, but but she's all about pleasing and being pleased mm-hmm. and eating and surviving and and existing in a kind of a pleasant way. And and that should be what life is. Yes. It seems to me. And also, I, I'm I'm sick of um of people. Saying that human beings are the the apex of evolution, I, I think that a human being is is so weak. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look at I look at a a hydrodynamic animal like a seal or a dolphin, and to me, that suggests a more perfected, evolved creature. Mm-hmm. They don't need anything. You know, they outside of food, they communicate. They have relationships they have right and yeah they're social but, but if you drop a human being into any environment they're gonna die <laughs> yeah unless what unless they exploit their environment mm-hmm. and it's gotten to the point where i think the earth to borrow the concept from george carlin is just going to shrug off human beings like mm-hmm. a bad case of fleas because we've proven that you know it's we're not we're not good for the 
you know, the the kind of the macro. We're not good right. for this world, this this organism Earth. Mm-hmm. It's like enough with this gnat. Yeah. You know, human beings are gnats. Mm-hmm. I do think about that sometimes. I think like, you know, many, many years in the future when whatever comes after humans are here They'll be like, when they talk about humans, it's like, oh, they were close to getting it, but mm. they just didn't. They screwed up. Hi. We actually checked oh, God. the cameras. It's, like a, it's, like a, it's just the Halloween Haunted episode. Yeah. Oh, God. We're good. Thank you. Um, okay. We have some. Maybe you should WD 40 that. Uh, probably. You know, because you're doing a show. <laughs> okay. I know, but then people can Basics. sneak in. Yeah, okay. Like Whatever you want. No, I think you're right. It's your show. Do what you want. My God, you're already tired of me. Uh, we only just met. I'm not tired of you. I'm just tired of life. Of mm. women? No. <laughs> no. I'm not tired of women. They're tired of me. Good night. <laughs> um, okay, so I have some questions that listeners sent in on Patreon. Patreon. Ooh, wow. nice. <laughs> yeah. Pete. Right that. I know. I'm getting the hang of it. I'm getting the yeah. hang of it. Yeah, and I feel, like, I feel like I was mean to you earlier. It's okay. I, I made some jokes at your expense, and I was – I. They, they're not coming from anywhere genuine. I knew coming You're into delightful. this. You know, I'm no Tony Thaxton, so I'm... Uh, I'm You're no... I'm no... Tony Thaxton! <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. You're doing a great job. Well, thank you. Yes. Okay, you. so I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen, all sorts of bonus stuff, rewards. There's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. There's episodes of The Friend Zone. That is my Patreon bonus podcast. And if you go for an annual subscription, you get two months free, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. And people can send in questions... Okay. Oh, we have a song. When we ask, they send them in. They're wondering how you have been. So thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. Okay. Super, <laughs> super fan Giovanni says, what was it like filming the scene on Wings where the entire cast is outside of Roy's bedroom listening to his, quote, nightly ritual, one of the funniest scenes in the history of televised situation comedies on one of the top five sitcoms of all time? Oh, you don't remember, do you? I mean, I remember a, uh, I remember a sequence where, oh, God, Joe, Brian, Lowell, and Roy go on a, uh, a golf trip and they end up uh, you know, it's being in their room together because uh, the weather was bad. And in the bathroom, Roy is doing his ablutions, but there's some machine that doesn't sound like an electric toothbrush. It sounds like a cross between kind of like a, a snorkel and a vibrator. And uh, <laughs> it was funny. And in fact, we had to kind of tone it down for air because the sound they were using was hilarious, mm-hmm. but it was just too wet sound. <laughs> and, and and people, they didn't want the audience to even begin to imagine what Roy was doing. What what was it like, uh, Giovanni? Is that Giovanni? Yeah. It was wonderful. Good. I feel like that's good. Okay, Seth Eisenberg wants to know. Seth. Any reflection on the movie Jeffrey and the reception at the time? How do you think it holds up in the current culture wars? Huh. I'm going to need some background on that. That's interesting. Okay, so in 1995, um, I did a movie called Jeffrey, which was based on a play by Paul Rudnick, which was the first, let's say, AIDS comedy. Mm. And um, and for its time, and and I think for today, it's it was very funny, super sweet, and... Um, and definitely groundbreaking again in 1995. Um, uh, and, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not gay. I'm, 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 I'm gay adjacent. Uh, I'm an ally, obviously. And, uh, but, um, I was 
cast as Jeffrey. And, um, and the movie is actually fairly, <clears throat> I think graphic is a misleading word, but it was, it's very adult. And they talk about uh, sex in a very kind of adult plane and often plain spoken in a very funny way. Um, it was a great time. It was fun. It was, it was McGay summer and uh, Patrick Stewart was in it. Brian Batt, um, uh, Michael T. Weiss, Olympia Dukakis, uh, Sigourney Weaver, Kathy and Jimmy. We had tons of actors, uh, Greg Jabara and, and um, it was wonderful to do. It was enlightening. It was fun. Uh, I don't think I could do it today. Um, uh, and yet, um, the question remains like uh, there are, there are gay actors who can play straight and there are straight actors who I guess could play gay. Um, it's, it's, it's touchy. Um, I think it needs to be, I think it mm-hmm. needs to be explored, you know, uh, because there's so many actors, uh, who, who never had the opportunity to play roles, which they were well suited, but, uh, now they are. So it's a good thing. Um, I would have did you make out with, Oh yeah. It was endless, endless making out. And, and there were a few sex positions that I thought, Oh, Oh, that happens. Okay, great. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I was a very provincial young man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Making out. I didn't make out with, with Patrick Stewart is probably what you're going to ask, but we did peck on the cheek, but he was hilarious. If it, uh, I don't know if it holds up. It looks Kind of like an old America, love American style episode now. Uh, I was wondering what it was like um, making out with men. Yeah. Because sometimes I think like, oh, for an actor of your of, of your stature, <laughs> is it is making like because because there's plenty of women you've had to make out with that you don't have feelings for. Mm-hmm. Is making out with a man like a whole different thing, or since you are straight or is it just like another is it just like making out with anyone that you don't have feelings for in it and you're acting i mean uh, i'm i'm acting and it called for a kiss or uh, making out and and, and love making um the only thing that i that was shocking was uh how awful uh, a beard is on your face <laughs> and I, and after kissing michael t weiss for you know a few hours uh, over the course of the the shoot uh i was shocked at how he tore my, yeah, my beard young burn. face off, up and uh i kind of understood mm-hmm. i understood where where women mostly yeah. are in that in that regard um I, I i like to think of myself as fairly fearless as an actor uh, not that this should engender terror or fear Mm -hmm. but but you know look uh talking plainly yeah it was different from the life experience that i had but i threw myself into it and was worth it and was fun and interesting and yeah it was a was an interesting exercise i mean acting is in is in a strange place now um because the the definition of an actor is someone who can change who they are in order mm-hmm. to, you know, articulate uh, and express a, a role, a, a, a character rather. And the training I had was to, you know, adopt different characteristics to play different kind of roles, roles that are different from myself. And I see now that a lot of that had to do with the 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 very narrow representation that a lot of people were victims of or victims to. 
Um, and you look at a lot of the actors of, of color uh, today who, you know, were relegated to mm-hmm. playing the most menial kind of roles. And when really in, you know, inside that, that role of, I don't know whether it's a housekeeper or a, somebody that's, you know, whatever. Right. Are, are amazing, amazing artists that we need to see, we need to experience. So, you know, I, I think it, I think it's incredibly important. At the same time, I don't want to lose the definition of what an actor is. Right. You know, that's a special kind of uh, artist. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, it's hard it's to complicated. define. It is complicated. Yeah. Uh, Tammy H., how sexy was Tim Daly in person? Uh, I can't think of him now without ejaculating. <laughs> oh, wish yeah. I hadn't asked the question. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Ames, how did you meet Eric McCormack? Ah, we met um, when I was uh, – Will and Grace had been on, I think, for about a year. And then I had a show uh, of my own post wings. It was called Cursed originally, and then it was changed to The Weber Show. It's a time in my life that I really don't speak of, mm. nor do I like to speak of. Not that it was traumatic or anything, but it was a mess. Um, I wish I had been smarter about a lot of aspects of that show. But anyway, so, so back in the days when NBC had, uh, was still a huge network. I mean, it still is, but, but, you know, old fashioned TV. Right. We met at, uh, I think we met at some, a big event where they had all the shows and all mm. the actors on display, which was so much fun. My God. And so that's where we met. Yeah. Like Battle of the Network Stars. Something like that. You know, <laughs> they, they would have, they would announce the season at Radio City Music Hall. Mm-hmm. And it was psychotic. It was yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, Battle of the Network Stars. Now it would be really Battle of the Network Nats. I know. Mm. Jeez. Network Stars? Yeah. Mm. I know. I I thought it. I thought it too. Sorry. Um, Oh, you know what? You don't see this because it's behind you. There's a pile of used diapers behind (laughs) you. Yeah, that's what we use. Daniel! (laughs) Diapers. That's the door open. You you said you don't like to talk about it. So now I'm going to ask you a question and make you talk about it. You don't have to. You said you wish you had been smarter about a lot of things. Yeah. Like what? Uh, I wish I'd had more formed goals for myself uh, as an actor and also as a person, Mm. as a man, you might say. Um, I floated and skated and all those other kind of passive uh, acts uh, through a lot of my life and was just lucky enough to find myself in a profession that I enjoyed meeting people that I liked and, and I guess have a degree of proficiency. I wish I'd taken myself seriously, more seriously as an artist and had um, done deeper dives uh, creatively, artistically. Um, I have no complaints about where I am in my, in my life and in my business but I think I, I could have had different opportunities uh, and could have gone deeper and as 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 an actor I think as a as a creative person mm. for one thing and and um, yeah I, you know because quite often I didn't I didn't think things through enough I didn't I didn't take them seriously enough like roles that you were offered things like that yeah roles and and even contracts and even mm. opportunities and. And I didn't chart a course. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, the, the, um, 
Uh, this is corny sounding too, but uh, I realize that you that I have to have my hand on the tiller mm-hmm. <laughs> of the boat that I'm in because I uh, because oh, I'm, I'm messing things up here. All the currents that came my way, I just kind of floated. I just kind of wherever they took me, I went. And there's there's something to be said about that. Yeah, it is how dogs are. How dogs are. Uh, but on the other hand, they don't need to buy clothes and they don't worry about right. their looks. And, you know, they have no ego, put mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah. And uh, my stupid ego was uh, mostly looking for affirmation, easy affirmation. Mm, I relate to that. And, you know, trying to be funny or trying to be cutesy and all that stuff when really I, sh- I, I wish I had I had just studied harder and I mm-hmm. wish I had had a goal in mind. I want to be this type of actor. I want to have this in my hand. I want to have this as a, as a goal. And I, I didn't mm. I just kind of enjoyed it. And, and it, it backfired on me because after many years working, I began to work less. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and oddly, it sort of coincided with my marriage dissolving. Uh, they were, they the were second. mutually dependent. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, because I lost my way, I or rather I had not prepped myself. I'd run out of, you know, the currents had not uh, stopped coming my way, you know, if to use that tortured analogy. And uh, and then I had to kind of regroup and figure out something. And so now I have goals and I and I do kind of uh, try to visualize that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been much better, I got to say. Hmm. Do you mean like you didn't have a plan for if things stop coming your way? I just didn't have a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I just assumed, oh, this is it. This is where I am now. This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I didn't factor in aging. I didn't factor in uh, changing trends. I didn't. I didn't look at history. I just thought, oh, I found my way in this place. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Easy. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm having an easy time. I'm doing comedy. Easy. Great. No, no. I, I, uh, I didn't. I didn't think through it. Mm-hmm. If you had, I know this is asking you to imagine something that didn't happen. Do you imagine you would have been taking different roles? Would you have been doing more theater? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're taking different roles. Mm-hmm. More, less comedy? Uh, not necessarily. But, you know, I, I see actors who I admire and and uh, and I think, oh, I would love to be able to work with them. But I don't know if I ever will be because I'm in a different, I've taken a different path. Mm. It's possible. Anything is possible, you know, and, and in fact, I still hope uh, that I can um, can continue and, and deepen and do interesting things, but it's hard. You mm-hmm. know? Yes, there's, there's lots of competition. Do you feel like you're typecast as TV guy? Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. The I guy mean, from Wings? Yeah, which is so odd because it's 20 plus years old already, and I've done plenty of things since, but I still have that, I don't want to say taint because it's not a bad thing at all, but I still have that... Uh, uh, that impression, people. Mm-hmm. and um, uh, which is why I, I like to audition. I like to audition in real life, and that's becoming rare too because of COVID and, and technology. You know, you don't. I'm on a list, and so they see me as TV guy. But mm-hmm. I really think now I'm a much better actor than I was in Wings. Mm-hmm. But um, I have to now find those opportunities. Right. Yeah. When you say audition in person, you mean like as opposed to self-tape? Right. Like going in? Yeah. Self-taping is something that is alien to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think robs uh, both the casting person and the director and the producers and the writers and the actors of a crucial element, which is the human, the chemical 
exchange that happens in a room. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, we could do this, what we're doing now, the three of us, you know, online on Zoom, and that's fine. That works. I mean, Zoom and uh, and FaceTime was incredibly important, especially during COVID. My God, people would have really lost touch mm-hmm. um, even more than they already have. Uh, but we're doing it in this room, and it's, it's actually so much it's, it's great. Yeah. You know, it's really good. I can see the gnat that she's swatting. I could smell the garbage that it's attracted to. You know, I could smell that's your, me. Yeah, you know, your your uh, the axe that 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 Pete's wearing, and uh, you know, and I've been farting um, <laughs> last twenty minutes. You know, and it's right. wonderful. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Allison. You, Excuse me, you Excuse pig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Do you think farts are funny? Because I do. Okay, so yes. And why do babies think farts are funny? Because they're the original joke. They're so, the funniest. But so what does that mean? That deep in our in our DNA, that sound is it's it's right. It, it's it's, it's a, essential. Yeah. To our being. Mm-hmm. Why? What is funny supposed to be? What is right. laughter? What is humor? Why is a fart funny to somebody that's why should that Pre-verbal. make a baby laugh? Yeah. Right, right. Yes, these are good questions. They are good questions. These are wonderful questions. I mean, I if wish I were, Carl Sagan were here. Yes, yes. Farts are funny. <laughs> That's my Sagan. Uh, I'm trying to think why. I mean, is it a tiny? I, I like. I want to say it has something to do with like the embarrassment. Except I don't think a baby experiences embarrassment. So. I, I, think it's the, I think it might be the frequency. The the Maybe. kind of the whatever whatever sonic frequency yeah the rhythm of a fart yeah and there's something um i i've heard people say that that the the key to life is the kind of frequencies sounds mm. and light and everything that is an important component that people aren't really paying attention to yes <laughs> yes thank you for validating me That's, i'm talking such shit no it's all good all right. um do you happen to have a just me or everyone I mean, mine are ridiculous. Oh, good. Okay. Well, so we have a song. Okay. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Yeah. Is it just me or is that song stupid? I'm kidding. It's nice. It's good. Oh my God. I'm just being I'm being that guy. Wow. I'm being the jaunty Yeah, kind of, no, I know. What a rap scallion. Uh, hey? <laughs> you had a thesaurus. Rap scallion, yes. That's actually like uh that's an ingredient in the Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> which is I guess a breakfast <laughs> West Hollywood breakfast. <laughs> that's good. Thanks. Good stuff. Uh but I do have one. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> scary. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, I didn't need glasses till I was about 50. And I, I wear readers and everything. But I worry now that I I sometimes see two of everything. If I look at a, you know, a, a star or if I look at a point that's a far light. away, I can see or a light or something or even that, that piece of tape. I can – my brain tells me that there's there's two of them because maybe I'm having trouble focusing. It's not like I have double vision, but I I can perceive that there's two of them. If I close one eye, then I see one of them. Mm. Or do I? Because I'm looking at it now and my brain can also tell me that 
you might be seeing two of them. It's weird. Wow. So I'm not just like crossing my eyes. Like I'm crossing my (laughs) eyes. Like I, if I cross my eyes, I see two of you. Oh yeah, well yeah. If right. I cross my eyes, I see two <laughs> of you. That's a good too. luck. Click. <laughs> um, but uh, wait, are we crossing both eyes or just one eye? Because I can do both. I can do. I can do one too. Okay. You can do the thing where you move one into the yeah. other one. Yeah. Oh, like, a, like billiards. Like billiards. Yeah. Oh my god, you can. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. So, uh, <gasps> mm, that's so cool. There you go. Oh my gosh! Real eyeball acting. Oh god. Um, can I? And I worry about that. Okay. So so okay. So so look. Okay. So yeah, that's right. Am I doing it? No. Oh. Uh, but uh, look at there. Okay. Wait. Now, now look to the side. Oh, no. That's not how you do it. I, let me try again. Okay. So I've crossed my eyes. That's such a good look. Thank you. And now I'm going to move it's this one. It's kind of weirdly one. hot. Mm. <laughs> you know? Okay. Well, she's, it's like a Helen Keller thing going on. <laughs> Did that work? I don't know. Okay. It's tough to... I haven't You can to, do it? I don't think okay. so, no. I haven't been able. I, I appreciate it when I see it, but uh, it's not something that I can do well. <laughs> you're, you're an enthusiast. I'm an enthusiast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does give you a headache though, even though I don't think I did it properly. Do you need how to take did, a break? No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I get that you're trying to end this. I'm not. I have nowhere did, to go. How did you learn to do this with your eyes? I I used to make. I used to be in the mirror a lot, making tons of faces, tons and tons for your and craft. Of, yeah, for my craft. I was out of my mind. I mean, in in high school. I used marijuana a lot. Okay. Uh, Back in the day when you could, uh, you know, clean a uh, a nickel bag on Carol King's tapestry album and (laughs) the seeds would go, you know, right in the garbage (laughs) Um, and would get caught up frequently while listening to music, uh, making bizarro faces in the mirror, which would make me laugh. That's why I did it. So back to your just mirror, everyone. Sure. Um, Are you talking about? When you're crossing your eyes, you no, can do this. Talk- so just all the time. I, like for instance, um, I mean, there is a thing where there's a little bit. I, in other words, I, I feel like I'm questioning my own perception. brain. Yeah, yeah. That I see. That's just single. It's there. But there's a part of me that says, "Oh, but if you if you mess around with your vision a little bit, you can see that right. it's, without crossing your eyes, there's two of them there." Because I feel like my we, I guess we all have like a dominant eye. Yeah. Maybe and so it's that thing where when you close one eye, the, the thing you're looking at moves a tiny bit because mm-hmm. our eyes are in two different spots. This is like, do people listen to your podcast? I mean, they do. In other words, yeah. is this, I don't know about this one. That's what I mean. I don't know about this they one. They can't but. be as, I'm saying all this inane stuff. Is this? I think it's good. I Maybe you should. You should we delete start over? the whole thing? Well, should we, we start over? trash this whole thing. <laughs> so you know who's definitely going to listen to this one is RJ. Oh, my God. Who's RJ? So RJ City. Oh, RJ City. You okay. know him? I never met him, but he's uh, we follow each other on Instagram. Yes. Mm. Is he a wrestler or something? Yeah. Yes, he's a wrestler. Yeah, and okay. do, you, do you follow wrestling at all? I don't follow new wrestling, but I was a huge uh, old school wrestler. Okay. Uh, wrestler fan. Do you know AEW? They're one of the big wrestling companies. It's like WWE. And, okay, so he hosts a talk show for mm-hmm. AEW mm-hmm. called Hey EW, where mm-hmm. he interviews wrestlers. It's very funny. Is he a big wrestler? Is he like a big, physically big guy? He's. We've had him on in person a few times. He's not. No, no, he's not like a mm-hmm. like muscle bound. Bulky. Like no. he's not yeah. like a hulking figure. Yeah. Um, but he's muscular. Yeah, and he's what? It's like six one. Six, yeah. No, he's like six two. I think. Anyway, but um. He's a huge fan of oh, yours. Oh, that's great. Huge, oh, huge, nice. huge fan of yours. So, yes, he will definitely be right. listening to Hi, this RJ. and retweeting. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Apparently, he told me that you guys exchanged tweets one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when I was on Twitter, uh, behaving like a complete idiot. Oh, man. I went apeshit bananas on Twitter. Was it hard mm. to get off of Twitter for you? Uh, I had to say, that's it. So I went cold turkey. It was bad. I, I, I was addicted to it, and uh, it was before it really became an orgy of idiocy. Mm. Um, and Instagram is like that for me now, too. I guess, stop. I don't need it. I don't think any of us need it. Yes, no. it's, a, it's, a, it's a commercial tool, but it's, it's bad for us, okay? I think it really is. Mm-hmm. It's not good. No, wait. In what I agree with you, but like, in what way do you mean? Uh, because it's it's um it's reducing actual physical interaction with people, and it's giving people uh the courage to be horrible. Yeah. Um. It's 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 encouraging bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not good. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of course, it works. All these things like AI, you know, it ha- will have a, it has a great application, but I don't think human beings enjoy, uh, high minded pursuits anymore. You know, I think they just want to take the easy road. It's fun to blow shit up. Mm-hmm. It's fun to incite riots. Right. It appeals to like our oh, most it, base instincts. I guess so. It's very tribal and weird and mm-hmm. satisfying and, uh, yeah. It scares me. Yes. I, we are in agreement on that one. Okay. Uh, do you happen to have a hey, go fuck yourself speaking of? Uh, it'd be What's too easy for me, and I'd probably get in trouble, you know, politically if I said, "Hey, bunk, go f <laughs> yourself." But I'll say, uh, "Hey, ignorance!" Oh, that's so hey, good. Hey, hey, go fuck yourself. How about this? One more. <gasps> hey, weaponized ignorance. Oh wow. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Hilarious. Now that's a drop I can love. <laughs> Stephen Weber. Yeah. It was so delightful really? having I'm you on the a show. Blathering, I'm a blathering no. fool. Thank you for asking me questions and letting me talk. And yeah, yeah you're welcome. I mean, I hope you don't actually feel like you blathered. I don't think you did. <sighs> but I did lead you down a, a deep pontificating path. Uh, I mean, we did kind I pontificate? Of, is, do you want to have? No. Pontification is a negative thing, isn't no, it? No, I think it's good. Pontificating? Yeah. That means you're holding court like arrogantly and I'm pontificating. Not I'm in a ponderous way. Oh, ponderous. That's mm. Look at you. Pete. Fancy. You also have the thesaurus, I think. Yeah. Mm. Pete, will you look up pontificate? Because sure. I don't. I think to pontificate just means to like make points. I don't think it means oh. to bloviate. Okay. I was going to say bloviate. Yeah. What if I'm wrong, uh, Express one's opinions in a way considered annoyingly pompous <gasps> and dogmatic. For real? Hmm. Wait a minute. Yeah, Where sorry. did you look this up? Because I've been having a lot of problems lately with online dictionaries being wrong. <laughs> uh, dictionary definition is from Oxford languages. So that's pretty. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgive you. I always thought, I never thought pontificate had a negative connotation. Oh. I've been wrong this whole time. Mm. Don't worry. You're not being sesquipedalian. <laughs> look that up, Pete. I mean, no, I am being sesquipedalian. I don't think you are. Well, we're trying to be. Hmm. I was, yeah, no, I'm failing. I'm trying and failing to be. Uh, long, use, characterized by long words, long winded. That's what sesquipedalian means? <laughs> Who educated me? Because I, everything hmm. I think is one thing is another. Hmm. I feel like, listen, guys, yeah. I feel like I'm going to. Tell us. Go ahead. I'm going to. Let it go. Okay. I mean, I'm Should we myself. turn off the lights and turn off turn yeah. off the music? Mm-hmm. Deprive your senses. Yeah, I'll turn on the water. Of a Merrimack. Turn on the water. Um, <laughs> the Merrimack. I am going to go look up pontificate, 
And I'm going to find it somewhere in some official source. Mm-hmm. And that affirms your belief. Yes. Welcome to social media. <laughs> Pete, take us out. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just guttering at the fact that my understanding of pontificate was wrong. Guttering this whole time. Guttering? Guttering. I, what does that mean? Can you look up guttering? Sure. I think it's sort of like shuddering. Oh. Like I'm just like shaking back and is forth it, and just like beside myself over it. So guttering with T's or yeah, D's? With T, I don't think D's is a word. Like almost, I'm going, I'm apoplectic. Apoplectic. I don't know. Well, lost the ability to talk. Uh, all the things that are just like Home Depot is all my all my yeah. answers here. Let me hang definition. I'm uh, to gutter. I'm, I'm Home Depoting material used to make gutters. Yeah, uh, to gutter. I think it that's not a real thing. It's real. Hang on, well, let me look for real. some other. It's real to you in your little. Bubble. Well, well mm-hmm. then it's real. Media I know. That's right. People crafting an environment in which they matter. In my mm. echo chamber, it exists and it's real. Ecto chamber. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to look it up myself. You go to melt away through the through a channel out on the side of a cup, hollowed out by a burning wick of a candle. To gutter. What? Yeah. Is that how you feel? Yeah, oh, but I don't. But that's not what that was. <laughs> yes. Oh, like when the like flame when it, gutters. Yeah, when it builds up the wax inside, and then it all of a sudden pours out the side. That's guttering, apparently. Wow, that's mm. happening to parts of my body. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's what I mean. Mm. Wow. Didn't realize that. But anyway, um, if you guys like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, please make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a comment. Click five stars. Let us know if you enjoyed the sesquipedalian pontificating. (laughs) Mine, I think, at the end, maybe crossed the line. Um, And uh, follow me on social media, at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. I am on TikTok, the Allison Rosen. I mentioned Patreon. Oh, my God. I forgot to mention the biggest news in my show. Tell. I have a new merch store. Plot? Which is up and running. I haven't had merch for a number of years because I just couldn't couldn't get get my shit together. But I finally did. Yes. We're talking T-shirts, mugs, pint glasses. Coasters? Notebooks. I do not have coasters yet, but that's a great idea. Are you in need of coasters? Do you have like pristine furniture? I have coffee rings all over the place. Okay, you need to this this get this man a coaster. And if you go to AllisonRosen.com, uh, there's a banner at the top that says new merch or something like that. Click that, it'll take you there. Um, stuff is flying off the shelves, guys. Not the coasters yet, because no. they're not there no. yet, but they will be soon. I hope so. Okay. Thank Where you so can much. we find you? Uh on Instagram, actually Stephen Weber. V and one B. Um, <clears throat> I'm on the show uh, Chicago Med, which airs Wednesdays on NBC. Uh, uh, Eating out with Eric and Steve, which is available wherever podcasts are begotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do a bunch of audiobooks. Yes. So you can find me on uh, Audible. Um, and. Uh, you might run into me dumpster diving or uh, or being a Karen at some at Home Depot. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, or maybe yeah. like at – if you decide to go back to the sensory deprivation. I'm not going back to the sensory You're deprivation. You're not going back to – No, that's done. Okay. <laughs> Good idea. I'm glad you didn't buy like a package or anything. No. Fuck that. Fuck sensory deprivation. Fuck it. Fuck it. Hey, Pete. hey, hey, yes. go fuck yourself. That, sensory deprivation, go fuck yourself. Now that's good. Pete, what about you? 
Um, I uh, um, tried to take a lot of time off social media, but usually I'm either uh, Peter Bonavita or Pete the Retailer, which is my name on my... Pete the Retailer? Pete the Retailer. What's that about? Um, I hung out with a lot of cartoonists for a while. Did you? And uh, comic book. Uh, I was a comic book retailer. And, really? Uh, yeah. And he I, likes comic books. No, I do. This is an off-air conversation. It is. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk. No, no. no I'm saying that. No, we won't. Oh, I'm saying it was an off-air. He doesn't oh, okay. want anything to do with yeah, you. I'm I, saying I, it I, was an off-air okay. conversation. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I've already done my off-air I overstepped my bounds, and I'm sorry. That's right. So you're a retailer of comic books. I was, and that's how I got introduced to a bunch of people, and so that became my nickname. And so that uh, Pete the Retailer. Pete the Retailer. And I'm Pete the Retailer on Runyon-esque, that's like from mm. Guys and Dolls, Pete the Retailer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Got a nice suit and everything. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, that's that's usually where you can find me. Either one. All Peter right. Bonavita, Pete the Retailer. This has, are you not even going to plug your other podcast? I've, I felt like I was already running too long. Okay. Oh, what is it? Star I do very, Wars Minute. Yeah, I do a very silly Star Wars podcast. Really? Yeah. For for about 10 years now. Mm. I'm doing a, we go through every minute of every Star Wars movie. Good God. It's an episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, so they Star pontificate. Wars Minute, we pontificate, we blow V8, we, mm-hmm. we sometimes gutter, mm-hmm. but uh, it depends. Mm. I'm a Star Trek guy. Mm. Whatever. I uh, also did a Star Trek show, but that's a, well, that's a side conversation, off-air conversation. No, we're not going to have that either. No. No, no. Don't no he truly, nothing to do with you. I he, know. he indicated that in Pete, so many done. ways. Mm. Yeah. You guys, this has been so much fun. Has Thank you. So. I think it's been so. Fun for me. Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a last minute. Hey, go fuck yourself. And it is two online dictionaries, <laughs> like Oxford. That, that, yeah, that <laughs> that upstart Oxford English, the OED. Yeah, the worst. Right. No, but I just feel like, or maybe it's to my understanding of. I don't know. I'm just saying. Lately, I've encountered the fact. I've I've encountered a lot of words that I thought meant one thing my whole life, and now I'm finding these new definitions. Seems a little curious, doesn't it? It's all over. Mm. We're done. Is that what happens? Oh, we're done. As oh, a species, no. we're done. Yeah. yeah so, right. right. This is, this is, we're circling the drain. And it's, right. and the way you know is because turns out I'm wrong. Yeah. And mm. that feels weird. Yeah. So, anyway, online dictionaries. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Mm. That's pretty. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. This was great. Thank you. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. About the Alice and Rosen show We had a good time But now we gotta go Yeah, Alice and Rosen Here's your new best friend